millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this man here is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, David. <laughs> what, you're being very suspicious. What, what do you think I've done? It's very difficult for you to... I don't know what you imagine, what the audience is when they listen to this podcast. When the millions of people listen to this podcast, what they imagine. But you turned and gave me an odd look there, so that's why I said, hello, David. Okay. But obviously, when people listen to this, they're entitled to imagine whatever they like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably imagining us both sitting on um, inflatable... uh, uh, like what? Uh, hippos. Hippos, yeah, sure. In a pool in Los Angeles. Yeah, wearing our top. Angelus. <laughs> Angelus. Wearing oh, no tops. No tops and monocles. And wet jeans. <laughs> wet jeans, that's a band name. That's a good band name. Um, yeah, uh, Drinking I'm waiting colliders. for the day when somebody uh, chooses to animate uh, over 200 episodes of us. Animations of us, me slowly getting more bitter. Right. So, um, so we're going to talk about films. Yeah, it's films again. I'm afraid uh, we've we've rolled the dice of themes, and it's come up films. Um, so, Marek, you've been to the cinema this week. I went to uh, my new favourite cinema, Crouch and Picture House, on in the afternoon, and I went to the Silver Screen. Silver screen is that the name of it, or just to see? Silver screen is when they sh- when if you're a pensioner, yeah, you can go in for oh, half like price. silver hair, yeah. Oh, I see. So, did you get half price? No, I was probably. I would say, judging by the pensioners who were in there, they were all uh, quite rich. Right, and they probably owned property in Crouch End. But they all paid half the price. Of course, yes. They're probably the people who rent my house to me for all of my income. <laughs> but they deserve that six pounds. They off. went into cinema for cheaper than I than I did, um, and so I, I and I had it went to a screen. It's a small screen. It was there's only three rows. They put they put like their art house films in it. Three rows. Yeah, and I was really annoyed because I know it's not ethical um, to eat popcorn. <laughs> That's all right, isn't it? But I couldn't eat popcorn because most of the seats were full, and I thought, oh, why, everyone's why is really it not quiet. ethical. Oh, to bring your own. Yeah, I know. Just to sort of chomp it, it was. Oh. Not, I thought oh, I can't eat my popcorn, and I was really pissed off because I was really hungry, <laughs> and I had to sit on the front row because all the other seats were taken, oh. which I never liked doing. Um, but other than that, I went to see a film called Rams, which is an Icelandic film, 
I had a last minute decision between Rams and Deadpool and I went for Rams because you hate superheroes because I hate superheroes but I've heard Deadpool's really good I've heard Deadpool's really good can we talk about Deadpool very briefly because yes. I found it quite funny that uh, how um, how much the studios just follow money because Deadpool everyone's going it's the first R-rated superhero movie what does R-rated mean? R is their version of 18 Oh, okay. Um, restricted viewing, I think, is what it means, and uh, it's not. It, it, it's the first. They say it's the first R-rated comic book adaptation or superhero film. It simply isn't. Blade, uh, for instance, was a lot earlier, and I'm sure there's loads of others. But um, it's the first Marvel film, I guess. No, Blade is Marvel. What am I talking about? Anyway, it's a R-rated film, but over here it's only a 15. Oh. Um, so it's not. It's clearly not that bad, but. Now that it's been a commercial success, hugely down to their marketing campaign being very, very good, all of the other studios are going, our next superhero film's going to be R-rated, guys. So superheroes are going to go into a phase of no longer being for kids, which is going to be weird, but sort of probably better. But What has happened to culture? I don't know. It's just all... is it, I can't work out whether it's me getting older. I'm sure it's part of it. But it seemed... I was, I was doing some research for an idea and I was looking back at the 80s and I know everything's rehashed to a certain extent but I did feel a lot fresher yeah. the music I watched I was watching Top of the Pops from 1981 right and I, like Brian Ferry was number one you know you had um, Kim Wilde doing Kids in America you had four or five songs in the top ten yeah yeah which I would listen to now like classics and everyone was wearing different stuff, and I was watching sort of some documentaries. Yeah, it yeah. just seemed a lot. Of, it, it is the age of just. Is it a soulless age? No, I don't know. I think, I think the the entire history of culture, people have always stolen. They've always stolen from yeah. the past. That has always happened. It's the you know it largely, it it's the only thing you can do. You can create limitedly based upon the culture you were born into and the things you absorbed growing up. You know. And this, what seems to have changed is how rampant the marketing has got and how much it's leading the charge with creating cultural things. So the marketing goes, well, people loved Ghostbusters, so if we put Ghostbusters on a poster, lots of people will come to see it. And that seems to be all the logic there is to it. You know, What the actual film is could be utterly different. It doesn't really matter, you know. Mm. Um I don't know. I don't know. It, it does seem to be a bit depressing that as soon as a franchise starts to fail, they reboot it and go round again, rather than just going, well, let's try something new. The 80s did seem to do lots and lots of new... All the intellectual properties seem to have been born in the 80s, and we're still using them now. You know, Big Trouble in Little China's coming around again. Oh, they're no. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, rebooting Oh, I've seen the trailer that. for um, Point Break as well. Yeah, oh, it looks... Terrible. That was a brilliant film. Yeah, and it just, they don't have the soul of it, the you can't stupidity re- I mean, of it. I mean, Reed is perfect for it, yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, Patrick Swayze. Amazing. You can't get that sort of charisma. Also, the surfer dude uh, isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. That's not a modern trope. The modern, tr- the, the modern trope seems to be two boring, sexy men. That, there, there's no character there. There's no nothing there actually that's connected to the real world. But and that's anyway. just why, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out of work. Um, now, uh, on a happier note... Yes, Rams. Yeah. So, I sort of raved about how much I loved you for last week and how the cinema should be going somewhere completely different and really interesting. Rams is a story of two brothers in Iceland 
in a remote area, mm. and they breed goats and sheep. Okay. Not goats and sheep. Sheep, sorry. I was getting sheep. mixed up, yeah. <laughs> goats uh, with sheep. Rams and sheep, sorry. Okay, That's yeah, why yeah. it's called rams and not goats. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Look, we haven't got the budget for rams. We're just going to have to put some goats in there and hope that people think they're the same thing. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with goats. Okay. I haven't had much sleep. This is another backstory. I haven't had much sleep because my... F- Whoever it is in the flat downstairs had someone round who started to smoke cigarettes at five o'clock in the morning and it drifted up through the chimney and through the grill in my room. It's grim. So my, I've told Dave that before. So my whole room smelt of Lambert and Butler cigarettes. Like a... Probably like a smog, like a pub. Yeah. Um, so that's why I got goats mixed up with rams. <laughs> anyway, the point... Here we go. Right. It's about these two brothers yeah. and... Um, They've been breeding this, breeding this type of... It's a real farming community. So you've got this beautiful landscape of just these a couple of farms and then just hills and mountains and nothing there at all. Yeah. And they go to... A, this, every year they have a competition to who has the best ram. And these brothers get the next door to each other, but they haven't spoken in 40 years mm. about what you don't realise. There's hardly any dialogue in it. It's all just... Um, one of the brothers who the main follow uh, follows Gummy his name is um, um, he f- finds out that one of the uh, rams has got um, scrapey which basically means they have to kill the whole flock if, if, yeah. if it actually has taken place and it's that what happens after that and how they deal with that it is great film it's just great filmmaking you really feel as though you're in the middle of Iceland you know yeah yeah um, and it's just nice to have see older actors' faces, and they can tell stories without having to. There's no exposition. It's just it just happens, and you realise that the films don't have to be shooting. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be some action sequence to have action. It doesn't have to be about um, have loads of love stories to have emotion. The love could be. Yeah, you yeah. can replace that with Rams, you know, and that's the mo- and have this weird solitary lifestyle. Which is quite soothing and quite refreshing. I really loved it. If you really want to go and relax and get away from it all and watch a film about uh, a fascinating film that feels different and fresh from everything else, go and watch Rams. It's really great. Awesome. It sounds like a live-action, all-male version of Frozen. Uh, about uh, two siblings in... Uh, in the frozen mountains, uh, reconciling their relationship. Well, I haven't seen Frozen, <laughs> but it does sound that very similar. Like a remake. It sounds yeah, like they rebooted Frozen <laughs> with two old men. Yeah, and instead of songs, Rams. Uh, oh my! I'm a bloody hypocrite. <laughs> uh, well, Rams. That does sound interesting. I give it eight marics. Eight marics. A high eight. High high eight, as in like. Okay, yeah, it's closer to nine, or just the eight is quite high off the ground? It's both. Both, okay. Well, that's Rams, eight Marricks. Go see it. Now it's time for this. So some of you have been good enough to write in to us uh, with your letters, your thoughts, your dreams, and your aspirations. And Some people like writing letters. 
And uh, so uh, someone who's done just that is uh, Tom Saunders. And he says, uh, if David's reading this out, I'd like him to read it in the style of Marek and vice versa. Or you can read it in the imagined voice of Buddy the dog. That's Tom... Is that the Tom Saunders? Who's the Tom Saunders? From the Vauxhall team, uh, Ballam Choke Hazard. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's him. Oh, he's a very it's nice man and a wonderful Vauxhall player. An incredible Vauxhall player. I can't think of a bad one. Oh, no, I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is from Tom. Uh, shall I do it in the voice of... Uh, no, I don't know. Buddy doesn't have a voice. I hate uh, anthropomorphizing dogs. They're charming as they are, so I'm doing it as Merrick. Um, okay. oh, oh, here we go afternoon uh, afternoon chaps I was wondering if you had any deal breaker films a film that if you were on a first date and the person revealed it as their favourite would make you silently fold up your napkin and walk out of the restaurant I also have strong opinions about Star Wars but we'll talk about that at a Wolfsball game maybe because everyone's pretty fed up with it by now now, one thing I've been finding most irritating about the new Star Wars, though, is the amount of opinion pieces about it that imply that people aren't being honest about how they feel about it. Titles like, Critics Need to Stop Being So Kind About Star Wars, or Admit It, Star Wars Sucked, as if only that blogger is brave enough to tell the truth. If it's David, blah, blah, blah. Keep watching the films, Tom Saunders, Captain of the Bellum Choke Hazard. Um, so... Uh, yes, have you you saw Star Wars? Did yes, you, I did. Yeah, yes. you saw Star Wars. Um, well, to address Tom's first question, are there any deal breaker films that if you went on a first date or a person revealed it as their favourite, you'd be just like, nah, mate, done. Marley and Me. Marley, I really love Marley and Me. Well, I guess that's <laughs> the end of it for this podcast. What an abrupt ending, a surprise twist well, ending. thank you Tom Saunders for killing the podcast. <laughs> Why do you not like Marley and me? I just think it's, I suppose you have to have a dog to, to like it. Yeah. I think I get worried when people say they don't like films. What, at I, all? I was, I was watching um, a programme called First Dates on uh, Channel 4. Right. And a bloke was talking to the girl and she said she doesn't really like, they Just she said... That she didn't like films. Mm. She didn't just uh, any film. The medium. She didn't like the medium of film. Yeah, I don't understand that. No, I don't really. But then you get people who don't listen to music at all. You know, mm. their entire lives they they don't own a CD or put an MP3 on or any. You know, just like murderers. I think maybe maybe they're murderers. That would be good if we found out that was the link between all murderers and we can now screen for murderers. How do you... I worry that without films and music... Mm. How do you... And books. How do you escape? Uh, You buy things. Shopping. Alcohol and shopping. Well, alcohol is a form of shopping, isn't it? Yeah, right. It's it's a form of putting on a hat on your stomach, isn't it? It's like a a hat for your stomach and your brain and your eyes. A cloud. It's a cloud for your brain. Yeah. It's putting yourself inside a bag. A lovely new bag of booze. What is your deal breaker film? What, what are your deal breaker films? Um, okay. Uh, I would say if somebody thought uh, Die Another Day was the best Bond film, I'd have a lot of trouble respecting them, I think. Uh, what else was absolutely rubbish? Now, you see, the thing is, when things are so rubbish, you, there is 
you can enjoy them for different reasons. You know, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I have deal breaker films. I mean, genres. If someone like super, if someone said to me I like superhero films, yeah, I would just think like, what? Well, as in, they blanket love all superhero films. That's their thing. They love superhero. Yeah, films. yeah. I do. I do find it hard occasionally when you know. Uh, actually, it's mostly with hairdressers where they go. Uh, so did you see? You know. So and so the other day, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He just got brilliant, wasn't it? It's like, oh. I don't have. A, I'm really pleased. I haven't ever had to go to hairdressers ever. Well, since maybe I, that's why you I, lost it since right? I was twenty, <laughs> since twenty-one. Right, your phone's locked because you because you don't have that enforced intimacy of someone messing yeah. with your head. It's weird. Like horrible. It is a bit odd. I don't really like it. Um, no, I don't know if I've got any deal breakers to be honest. And the thing about Star Wars. I I don't know. I mean, I'm not really interested in other people's opinions of it, which is a bit hypocritical for a man who has a podcast about his opinions on things. But um, I think it's probably the backlash is because it the reviews were so overwhelmingly positive and there was a lot wrong with it that people probably suspected it was a bit Emperor's New Clothes. Uh, but, you know, I let it go. It It, it came and it went, didn't it? No. You can only. It's not. Yeah, you wouldn't get, really ever go watch it again. No, I think there's a thing. There's two ways of looking at films. There's the walking out of the cinema film. How did I feel? Yeah. And then there's the week later, two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. That uh, still lingered with you, and you're still sort of processing. One film that really lingered with me, which I didn't especially like a cinema, was Everest from last year. Yeah, you said this, and that's really I'm still interesting. Still thinking about it. Not. It just. It really painted that picture of Everest really well, and a real linger of that film. Yeah. Holy shit! What? We've got a letter. From whom? From Al Fisher in Barcelona. Barcelona? Barcelona. Barcelona. And, I mean, this is incredible. I'll tell you, I'll read it out. Hello, film fandanglers. Years ago, I was in a panto with, at school with your mate Dave McNeil. Uh, that's my mate Dave. Yeah, you, we both know Dave McNeil. Yeah. So if you want to do an accent, you can do his. Oh, oh no, I think I won't bother. <laughs> I have big news. This past weekend, I have finally finished watching the entire IMDb Top 250. Whoa! Yes. Whoa. Don't ask me how I achieved this. Suffice to say that one time, that one time Spain was the number one illegal download <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and I have done nothing to salvage reputation. Uh, through the experience, I've continued to buy as many movies as my meagre budget would allow. I subscribed to Netflix and I was stretching to buy one of your hoodies of a day. And I even stretched to buying one of your hoodies the other day, so don't feel too bad about it, at least until they throw me in the clink. Here we go. Top three English-language films that I hadn't seen before. Okay. Double Indemnity was full to the brim with 40s minutes. I agree. That's yes, a great. brilliant film. Singing in the Rain made me like at least one musical. Uh, I saw it years ago. but Still not seen it. Yeah. Um, and the best years of our lives, which was frankly astonishing, and also Christine uh, uh, f- from Short Film Sunday recommended uh, Best Days of Our Lives. Yes, so we should that's watch right. that soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Howard Russell's superb performances at Homer Parish, a returning war veteran who has lost both his hands, is made all the more poignant by the fact that Howard Russell was in, was in fact a returning war veteran who had lost both of his hands. Wow. He remains the only actor to receive two Oscars for the same role. He won for one best for each hand. What? He got one for best supporting actor and one for simply being inspirational. Really? Well, I didn't know about that. That seems a bit cloying. Okay, top three foreign language films I hadn't seen before. 
The secrets in their eyes was profoundly affecting and excellently acted Argentine drama. I think I've spoken about that before. Yes. It's on Netflix. It's brilliant. Uh, three idiots from India walk the fine line between three-way buddy comedy and mawkish disaster without putting a foot wrong. I've not seen that. And Underground, a visual eulogy to Yugoslavia, which was stra- was a strange comedic horror show in which a central character is inexplicably followed around by an umpa band. Unmissable. There are lots of things on that list I did not like. The work of Fellini, for example, and it seems that a lot of, pe- lot of people enjoy being skillfully made miserable by the movies. Now it's time to make a break from... Uh, what? Take a sorry, I can't read properly. Take a break from watching the films. All the best, Al. Well, that is great, Al. Well done. And an, really IMDb ga- uh, an IMDb two fifty game score of two hundred and fifty. I, I need mean, put. P.S. By the time I finish writing this, two films have been pushed off a list. Another two added in the form of Elite Squad and co- co- coincidentally the, the its sequel, Elite Squad: The Enemy Within. Neither of which I've seen. So currently, my score according to your rules is two hundred and forty-seven. Oh, that's the thing with the IMDb elite game. squad. I don't know how they're going. They must have been. Sometimes they get the They new won't releases. be there for long, yeah. will they? It's because two people will have given it ten, and then. Well, I think it's yeah. Or everyone involved in the film. Yeah, yeah. Two an IMDb score of two hundred and fifty. Wow. What an achievement! Incredible. Let's applaud. Yes. I would agree. Double indemnities and secrets in their eyes are, are great. Do watch those. We'll, we'll check out. I think we have to watch the best years of our lives very yes. soon. So, following on from previous podcasts where we've talked about films you can find online, uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, Talk Talk Video, or whatever the hell Blinkbox is called now. It's talk been, Talk Video? Yeah, it's been sold. Um, uh, I watched another Ryan Re- dark Ryan Reynolds uh, film uh, in honour of not going to see Deadpool. Which is called Buddy. What's happened to Buddy? He's got really... He's tried to lick Marek's head. What are you doing? <laughs> um, I watched a film on Netflix damn, called The Voices now the main reason I was attracted to watch this film was because I think it has one of the worst posters of all time explain it which me. is it's what clearly one of those posters where a graphic designer has been uh, chucked like a tenner to shit something out really quickly and then it's suddenly put on the side of buses and stuff and it's Ryan Reynolds looking into a fridge with the severed heads of Gemma Arterton and Anna Kendrick in it. I looked it up and uh, obviously there was another poster first of all. Of him in a, a boiler suit. Yeah. And that was it, the American one and then the British one for some reason because they wanted Gemma Arterton in it I assume because she's a big British star. Oh okay. They've just photoshopped her severed head into but a they, fridge they don't look severed at all because there's no blood and there's no and they're smiling yeah is that what they do in the film they're talking heads in the fridge okay the well I'll give you the brief synopsis uh, the voices oh, before, sorry to interrupt yes why is it you know when you've got people's straight face on a poster yeah so if you while you're listening to this or you look up the voices and you get the picture up yeah and there's Jimmy Arton's head on the left. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in the middle. Yeah. And Kendrick's on the right. Yeah. Why is it when they put the name at the top of it? Yeah. They put Ryan Reynolds on the left, then Jim Arton in the middle, and then Anna Kendrick. And I mean, it just doesn't make sense. You just put them in this way. That I have a I have a theory about this. I don't have knowledge about this. The the order of the names um, historically for decades and decades has been part of a contractual obligation. So where your name appears on a poster and how big is part of your contract when you sign up to do a film. Ah, oh, because I've seen quite a few posters where there's there's like a line-up of yeah. people 
And all the names are in the wrong order. And famously, um, Paul Newman and uh, Steve McQueen uh, both argued they were the star on the Towering Inferno. And so they came up with this way of giving them both first billing, where one of them had their name on the left, which is technically first because you read left to right, and the one on the right was higher up, so technically was also first billing. And it was a famous... um, contractual dispute where they had to come up with this creative way of doing oh, it really? on the poster yeah yeah I'm looking up now you're right yeah so that's where it comes from you even get this situation where um, you know when you get ensemble films and they've got like all of their uh, faces equal size like in a row yeah and then the names and they don't match up with the face it's really weird you know where it's like Alison Janney and it's a picture of like Mark Ruffalo it's like they, I always on? I always get those two mixed up yeah, Alison Janney and Mark Ruffalo like Rams and Goats it is a bit like Rams and what's Goats what's the film like then uh, The Voices okay the, but what it's about is Ryan Reynolds plays a guy who works in um, a factory, basically, sort of menial work, and um, he is a nice guy trying to be nice in a small town in America, but he does hear voices in his head which are manifest as his pets in his little flat at home. So his dog talks to him and his cat talks to him, but his dog's really nice and his cat's, like, Scottish and evil. And Ryan Reynolds actually does all the voices, so he does himself and both sides of his personality, basically. And it's an odd piece about how he actually accidentally murders two people and then has to dispose of their bodies. And and But he's still really nice, and he likes them, and he didn't mean to. And it's a sort of dark comedy, I suppose. Funny? Not really. Like, it's watchable, but then... It's not actually, by the end, about anything. As as in, you know, you know, you've got the story, and then you've got what it's actually about, and there yeah. isn't another dimension to it. It's just like someone's gone. What if, like, we do a story about the murderer, and he's really nice? It's just like, well, well, then you're sort of ignoring the victims as mattering because, and they're all women, and it's really weird that. I, I again, it's one of those films where you go. I don't really want to meet the writer of this because mm. <laughs> it's quite it's quite misogynistic that he just keeps cutting off women's heads and putting them in his fridge. And it's like, oh, but I'm a nice guy, really. I don't really understand what's going on. No, it's very strange. How many Davids? Oh, I don't know, like four. It's not strong, really. And but the poster uh, gets it an extra one for being so poor. So five. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, that's okay. It's average. That's an average film. Well, it's not average. It's in the middle. That's, that's different, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. It's different things. You're right. I don't know what the average score for a film is, but... Probably about six. Probably about six. People tend to be a bit generous, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, but the voice is... It's not, it's not strong, but it is... It's a very weird piece. Like, Ryan Reynolds is always watchable. And I, I actually, I like Gemma Arterton as well. I think she's very watchable as well. She often doesn't pick very interesting films. But Anna Kendrick, I still don't really get. Cold. Yeah. I do not like her at all. No. Odd. Odd. But, um, no, Ryan Reynolds is very watchable. And he's got a passable Scottish accent. Has he? As a cat called Mr Whiskers. Oh, he does the voice for the cat Yeah, as yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He does the dog and the cat as well. Oh, well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's good yeah. good for his show reel. It's that thing where they do the CGI cat's mouth moving, but it's done quite well. I wonder if he got paid for three different parts. Maybe. 
Maybe that would be probably why I did it then. Yeah. Yeah. He also wears a pink boiler suit, which I had to do for an uh, advert for Vanish once. So I felt, you know, same at least one. quite close to him in that. Same yeah, it's one. The same, there's only two uh, that they hire out. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there you go. There you go. The voices. It's on Netflix. It's all right. It's a bit misogynistic. If you don't like women, if you, you don't like <laughs> women, then you'll love the voices. That's a good tagline. It is. It is. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those weird ones where it tries to make out that it's all very happy by having a song and dance number at the end, even though it's all really bleak. It's oh, Miranda. It's not as interesting as it thinks it is, and I think that's the problem, you know. It's just a bit of a, a mistake. Well, don't watch it. Don't really watch it. Um, All right, then. Well, that's enough for this week. Uh, we'll probably get around to seeing Deadpool at some point so we can talk about um, a more contemporary Ryan Reynolds film. Um, but if you'd like to get in touch and have your letter read out on the show, then please email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. You can also talk to one another on Facebook, forward slash filmfandango, or tweet back and forth at us, at Mr. David Reed, at Marit Larwood, and at Film Fandango. And also, we do all of this for free, and it's over 200 episodes now. So if you've been enjoying the show and would like to help it continue to exist, then please go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there. And all donations are very much appreciated. Yes, thank you for anyone thank who's Thank you donated. very much. And also, as mentioned in the letters today, we don't really bang on about it because we get almost no money from it. But if you would like some merchandise, go to redbubble.com and look for Film Fandango and you'll find all sorts of shit there that you can get. Yeah, it's, oh, it's endless shit, like tights, and uh, Is it got... framed pictures, oh, bedspreads, you know, anything you want, really. Oh, that's, it's that's... not our faces, it's just logos. But if you'd like that, knock yourself out. We'll be back next week with more films. But in the meantime, keep watching the, the films. films. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.